Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek, the next generation. With Charlie and Megan, shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your faces to fun. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. Oh, it's like slipping into a warm bath. Isn't it? Um, episode number 24, I think. Really? Yeah, 24 of them. Um, we just dropped episode 23 last night. So you'll be able to reverse engineer uh, how long it takes me to edit these things. <laughs> from when this came out. <laughs> Um, we actually recorded that as episodes when we were 24. That's correct. And it's just taken a little while. Correct. Uh, so, again, thanks to John Scholl for being on the show. He was a real delightful guest. Charlie, um, how fancy are we that we have guests now? We're pretty fancy, although we're back to being just you and I again. <laughs> I think we'll have so some we, more. <laughs> we were fancy, and now we're slid right back into... That's right. The middle class. We'll have more. Along. I have some more Hollywood fancies that I want to target to come. Fantastic. Uh, and by target, Charlie just means stand outside their house till they drive out in a limo and cor- say, we mean our podcast. Uh, correct. Drive past correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you know how the business works. For real. For real. Um, pro. <laughs> but back by popular demand, I guess. I, some people listen to that episode, so I guess we'll continue our episode guide. We'll just keep going. We'll just keep going. We did, we did episode, we did season one, and we should talk about season two. Oh, before we do that, we should set our phasers to listener mail. What a great idea. And there is none. <laughs> no emails. It's almost like by taking six weeks between episodes, we lose our momentum. Uh, it's true. Uh, let's see if we've got any tweets. Uh, oh, Jenna thanked us for wishing wishing her a happy birthday. Um, she sent us a screen grab of. Boy, I hope this is making our other super listeners jealous. How much we, how much, you know, shout outs we give to Jenna. But Jenna's an active participant, and that's what you could be too. Not that's that we true. don't. Not that we don't love Christopher Jason at all. <laughs> we got an Eastern European porn bot follower. Uh, finally! That's actually my cousin. <clears throat> Katarina. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, His name's Jeff. He's lonely. <laughs> He's afraid to be himself. So I'm like, it's okay. Here's what you do. Go as a, as a Middle Eastern porn bot. Yeah. And then uh, that'll kind of be as a, work as a social lubricant. Yeah, you did it. And you can you can get into conversations that way. Um, I give the best advice, everybody. You do. Everyone <laughs> says it. Um, Jenna took a photo of the episode where Barkley gets trapped in the transporter. Remember that one? Yeah. Um, and she says it's like tardigrades are in the plasma stream. Do you know what a tardigrade is? Maybe. Why don't you tell me, and I'll tell you if you're right. They are these little. Uh, <laughs> I think they're animals, but they're like almost microscopic. They're they're pretty small. They like live in water, but they can live in they can, they can be frozen. They can be in space for a few minutes. They are these can, real things? They are real things. If you look them up, they look crazy. They look like little monsters. Uh, Wait a minute. 
Is this? They have a name for them. Yeah, tardigrades. Tardigrades. Nature's tiniest monsters. I thought they were. Didn't they have some other name like, like, elephant balloon? Um, they are also known as, according to Wikipedia, water bears or moss piglets. Water bears. Yeah. That's it. They don't. Water. Well, I was close. Yeah, you I were. Was with elephant balloon. Yeah. I was in the neighborhood. Elephant balloon is. <laughs> yep. But they look These crazy. These are awesome. Yeah, they look. They are. Yeah. And they're uh, and they're real things. They're real things. And they live in water, apparently. Yeah. They uh, can come back from the dead, maybe. They have a lot of. They're they're fascinating. That's amazing. Yeah. I wish this was my Patronus. I did the little, the little game where you could figure out what your Patronus was, and it was something dumb like a stoat. It should totally be one of these. Yeah. You don't think you would be like a fierce lion? Well, I'd like to think I'm a fierce lion, but I'm probably more in stoat territory. So you would be a your Patronus would be a stoat. Your house would be what? Oh, I'm a clear Ravenclaw. Okay. And then what? But the problem here's my problem, Charlie. This is my whole existential problem, which is that I really want to be in Slytherin. Yeah. But I'm I have to accept that I am in fact Ravenclaw. That's my whole thing. And then would you be on the Firefly or a different ship? <laughs> is that the same thing? <laughs> you confusing your you nerd your fantasy nerd. <laughs> Let's talk about Star Trek. We have less than 48 hours to prevent a war. Or perhaps to start one. <laughs> Charlie's shaming me from my fandom. This is a rough day. This is bullying, and it's wrong. No, it's, a, it's a rough day for me. Um. <laughs> when when my uh, co-host of my Star Trek podcast tells me I'm too big of a nerd, <laughs> that's a rough day. I gotta uh, I gotta uh, sit with my feelings for a while. I'm sorry to <laughs> ruin your weekend. That's all right. I'm um, gonna bounce back, much like these water bears. That's right. Uh, you are gonna burst onto the scene, much like Dr. Catherine Pulaski burst onto the scene with episode one of season two. The Child. Oh! And the award for best segue goes to Charlie. That was doom. just fabulous. Doom, doom. Dr. Pulaski. Dr. Pulaski. Now listen. Dr. Pulaski is a, is a controversial figure. A lot of people don't like her. And the reason they don't like her is because she's terrible. Yes, indeed. But I have a soft spot in my heart for her. Um, if you are a burgeoning TV writer, I think this episode uh, is a perfect example of what not to do when introducing a new character. Um, Unless you want the audience to hate that character. That's, that's true. my whole theory, is that the writers wanted everybody to hate Dr. Pulaski. Like, they give her no redeeming qualities. Like, everything about her is, is obnoxious. I think right. they wanted us to hate her on purpose. I mean, you can practically see the actors rolling their eyes when she walks on set. Um, nobody likes her. She's mean to Data. Um, the remarkable thing about this episode is they're in a staff meeting, and Worf just says, ah, the baby... So this is the one where Troy has a space baby from the energy beam or whatever. 
Yeah, she has this space baby, and then like this has like the goes through like a pregnancy in like a day. Right. Um, and then there's a staff meeting, and Worf just casually says, "Well, she should probably get an abortion because of safety." And Troy's like, uh, "Excuse me." Uh, that's pretty crazy. That's a pretty crazy scene to have in a TV show. Well, I'll tell you, it's a scene that you'd have to fight for now. Absolutely. Like, nobody even wants to admit about the abortion. I bet I bet Klingon abortions are some tough business. Oh, boy. I bet that's like some... Because they got those whole double skeletons. Right. I mean, I don't want to get too gruesome, but I mean, I bet it's some... I bet it's some tough business. And the fetus fights back. Yeah. <laughs> that over the line oh boy oh boy oh boy um uh i would say you should watch this one it's not good but you should watch it oh you should totally watch it thumbs up um episode two where silence has lease what um my silence likes to rent own is <laughs> I think that's one of the yeah is it the one with like the baby that makes them that's mean to them in space like this like he's like a giant fetus almost it's like very fetal heavy I'm looking at the Wikipedia um little what is a little what's it called I'm looking at the Wikipedia synopsis and it's completely unhelpful This is what it is. It says, The Enterprise becomes trapped in a spatial phenomenon. Here they are subjected to unusual experiments by the whim of a being unlike any they've encountered before. Isn't that like 14 episodes? Yeah, if not more. Yeah, that's a clearly... Somebody cut and paste that. Yeah, skip this one. Yeah, if we can't remember it, forget it. Oh, uh, this is also... Season 2 is also the uh, first appearance of Riker's beard. Oh, yeah. be on the lookout for that. I feel like this is now we're settling into true Riker. Yeah. Right? Like season one was like Riker 1.0. Right. And now this is like the real Riker. Right. Um, so skip to uh, episode three Elementary Dear Data, um, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, yeah, this is a hard yes. We got to get in on this. Yeah, this is a, there's a lot happens with Moriarty in the season. Yeah, this is. Yeah. This is a good one. This is when they say. Um, he asked the computer, Jordy asked the computer to create a, a, a Sherlock Holmes villain that Data can't beat, and then the computer does, and then it gets all existential. Right. You're like, oh, but what is the universe? Some good stuff. Um, yeah, hard watch there. Um, Outrageous Okona is also a hard watch, I think. Um, oh, yeah! This uh, is the one with Max Headroom. Nope. No? Uh, Outrageous Ocona is the one with Piscopo. <laughs> right? Yeah! Oh, you gotta watch this one just so that you can... Some, look, there are days in the world where you need a little oomph, you need a little extra juice. Yeah. The skies are gray, your cereal is soggy, you need a little, you need a little rage. And this is the, this is the one that'll just, mm, just get you, get you going. Um, Get the rage juice flowing. Yes. Uh, I also think it's really rare that lead do like the sexy guy has a mullet in a TV show, and this is a real 
chance for you to see that. Uh, he is like the... Yeah, it's... Uh, Full-on 1988 fashions are on display. Yeah, jump on it. Um, loud as a whisper. Now, Episode 5. I remember this one from watching it when I was a kid, because there's a pretty shocking death in it. Um, this is the one where um, the guy is a telepath. He's like a negotiator, but he can't... He's deaf. Uh, and he's going to bring these two warring things to, to, together um, and they kill his Greek, like these Greek chorus of people translate for him they yeah. translate his thoughts into talking um, but they the, one of the people kills the guy kills their his Greek chorus uh, and that's yeah. a, it's pretty shocking because they like disintegrate is this one of the many episodes where Bev gets it on with an ambassador? No, the, I think Troy's getting on with this ambassador. Troy's getting on with the ambassador. They take turns. Bev or, and Troy take take turns getting on with various ambassadors. Yeah, they definitely, yeah. Yep. It's true. Episode six is the schizoid we, uh, man. We, we gotta, we gotta, um... Oh, you should totally watch it. I thought that was... Yeah, watch Lotus Whisper, implied. yeah. Do it up. Yeah, that's a hard watch. Schizoid Man is not good. I would skip it. Um, data. Somebody uploads himself into Data or something. It's not... Remember. It's yeah, whatever. Skip it. Who cares? Uh, number seven, one of our classic... Oh, we've happened on a ship, and the ship is poisoned. Uh, now everybody's turning old. Um, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. It's all genetic engineering is kind of the point of this one. This is a good one. And this is one of those where um, Pulaski apologists can find some room to maneuver. Yeah, she gets to do some acting. She gets to do some real stuff here. And you're like, oh, oh I really want to hate Pulaski because the writers all want me to. But there's something about her that's pretty interesting. Yeah, Diana Moldar. Good. good. Yeah. Diana Moldar is the best thing about Dr. Pulaski. So yeah, check out a natural selection worth your worth your time. Um, Matter of Honor is episode eight. Um, that is where Riker Riker does a little foreign exchange student with a Klingon ship <laughs> for no good reason. Um, there's a lot of kaplahing and chest <laughs> chest bumping. Um, it's worth a spin. Yeah. Now, is this the one where Worf's brother comes on board the Enterprise, or is that a different one? I think that's later. Okay. Because that sets up the whole Worf is dishonored and the whole thing. Right. That's way later. We're just enjoying Worf in a yellow jersey at this point. I thought he was out. Of, oh, yeah, that's right. Because season one, he's all in that red jersey, and yeah. now he's got like a fancier homecoming sash right. and a yellow jersey. <laughs> So it's like he also is coming into his own. Yeah. Uh, now, number nine, despite, I, I will say, if we can pause at our third way mark, I thought this season was really bad, but when I, just thinking about it, but like looking through these episodes, there's some good stuff in here. This is the episode that you either, you either commit hard to the show or you don't, this next episode. Yeah. The Measure because of a this, Man. Yeah, The Measure of a Man. This was a, when... I was reviewing 
season two. Just like you, Charlie, I was like, ah, the show doesn't really get good until season five. Like, I had these ideas in my head. And then watching this episode, I was like, oh, I forgot Patrick Stewart's on this show. Like, yeah. buckle up. Yeah, He's good. amazing. Yeah. And the writing is good, too. Um, and yeah, Data's great in it. The guy, they... It's 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 about Data... Uh, some some Jagoff wants to tear Data apart so he can make another Data. And Data's like, I don't want you to do that. I quit Starfleet. And it's all about whether Data's a person or not. And Picard... It's Picard v. Riker as uh, in the Jag uh, tribunal there. Or whatever yeah. it is. In the and what's awesome about it, what's awesome about it is that Picard starts the episode being like, maybe he is a machine, and by the end has convinced himself. So there's a little drama happening, a little character arc. Yeah. Yeah, hard yes. Yeah, check it out. Um, then we go back down into the dungeon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode 10, the Dauphin. Um, well, it's one of Wesley, the first girl Wesley's seen, maybe, since he's gone through puberty. Uh, he, They have to transport a young shapeshifter and her nightmare uh, nun au pair to a new planet. Um, it's, uh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Or do it, but, like, hate watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes those Wesley episodes are good for like you've you've just had the big steak dinner that is measure of a man. Right. Now followed up with um a completely ridiculous episode. I cannot rely on your primitive technologies. Kill the patient. What? Destroy the patient. Immediately. Now you calm down. If you won't take action, then I will. Contagion is episode eleven. Uh, from the screen cap on Netflix, I think this is the one where, like, they find the ancient civilization that could jump around. They had, like, a wormhole machine. They could jump around wherever. But I don't remember the ins and outs of this one. I don't remember it either. A dangerous alien computer virus runs rampant through the Enterprise. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess skip can... it if neither of us can remember it. Watch it and tell us what to think. Charlie, this next episode... I have such hard, ambivalent, mixed feelings about. I really loved your input. All right, let's talk about it. Okay, it's episode 12. It's called The Royale. Yeah. It's when Riker and Worf and Data, and they all go down to, like, explore something, and it turns out it's a hotel from 20th century Earth. And, like, they're trapped inside this hotel, and they have to, like, puzzle it out. And it turns out, like, the whole thing is, like, some astronaut got lost and this was a book he was reading and like it got it replicated itself from the book like blah blah science science doesn't matter but yeah. they, they just kind of spend the whole time like in this casino from mm-hmm. like the 40s how right. do we feel about this episode so there are parts of it i really like um the overall concept is so ridiculous um but i like the kind of mystery of this astronaut dying alone in this weird hotel um and parts of it are legit hilarious. Uh, they are. There's like a Texas oil millionaire and like a floozy. Um, <laughs> they're, it, I, I like the fact that they all kind of like solve the problem together because they're cut off yes. from the ship. Um, and anytime Worf can be, like Worf gets laughed at a bunch of times, which is yeah. always delicious. Yeah. Anytime you can puncture the self-seriousness of Worf. Yeah, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean... 
I think that you should watch it, but I think our our viewers should know, our listeners should know that it's also kind of stupid. Yes, <laughs> agreed. Um, episode thirteen, Times Squared. Uh, is that? That's where they find Picard again, but from the future, and he's gone crazy or something? I don't remember that one. Do you know what you're doing? No. Episode 14, The Icarus Factor. Again, this is a hard watch for me because it allows Pulaski to be kind of gross and awesome. Where she boned Riker's dad. Yeah, she boned Riker's dad. And they're like, totally, totally not gonna address that later on like it's just totally like one more thing like the writers are like what else can we do to alienate Pulaski from the rest of the crew I know I'll make her Riker's estranged father's ex-girlfriend we're gonna have an old I quote old lady uh, um, reveal some sexual sexuality aspect to her character that'll turn him off nice and good yeah that's totally what happened Mm -hmm. again team Pulaski as much as I love Bev, the older I get, the more I love Pulaski. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, you're, you get it. You're America's, you're America's Dr. Pulaski. <laughs> America's crow. <laughs> um, pen pals. Now, I have a little insider information about this. Oh, finally. Wonderful. Pen pals is the episode where um, Data... Makes a little space for pen pal. Uh, she's a little girl on a planet that's about to go explodey, and Data can't help himself but try and help her. Um, I am told, rely from reliable sources, that uh, the makeup that they put on a young Nikki Cox uh, in this episode burned her skin terribly. Oh no! But she's okay. <laughs> or she was then. Uh, the episode's not very good though. You can skip it. Yeah, is it worth the damaged Nikki Cox fakes? Yeah. I don't know. Now, episode 16 is a hard watch because we are, hard watch. we are introduced to a little collective called the Borg. This is a twofer because not only do we get the Borg, but we get a second helping of Q. Yeah. Who we haven't had yet in season two. And Q yeah. is the best. It's a good episode, and it sets... There's a lot of pipe laid. You need to watch this to make sense of anything else that happens afterwards. Yeah, this is a definite watch. The other fun thing about it is that the Borg, as we know, are going to go on to become, like, supervillains. And they're really unbeatable. Like, they're real... They're, I remember the first time around being like, I don't know how they're going to get out of it. How are, our, how are this crew going to get out of this one? Right. They're legit scary. It was the Duke, Dukes of Hazard episode. <laughs> they jumped the Enterprise over a planet. You know, they really are just some good old boys. Oh, Never mean no harm. Boy, you have got the brass. Do you know what the odds are on a five-card Charlie? It's episode 17, Samaritan Snare. Ugh, yeah, that's bad. Picard just needs some routine heart surgery, so they ship him off to some starbase, even though later in the episode it is made clear that Pulaski's the only person in the Federation that can do it correctly. And they get, but the Enterprise gets caught because somebody tries to help these dumb aliens, but they turn out just to be thieves. So they try to steal all the technology. So they steal Geordi, which would have been fine, but <laughs> they, it's, it's not good. No, skip it. Yeah, skip it. Uh, although I do like the Starfleet surgery uniforms. Um, well, who doesn't? Kind of a, Those are like some like 
Spanish Inquisition scary futures time <laughs> stuff. <laughs> exactly. Um, number 18 is a hard pass uh, up the long ladder. Um, well, I guess there's like there's the cloning. <laughs> there's some interesting moral things brought up in it, but it yeah. also is... They, this is Star Trek visits the cast of Brigadoon. That's it's right. so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, Tati. Oh, Captain Picard. It's horrible. <laughs> and and it, Riker bones his way through Scotland. It's delicious. Riker bones his way through Scotland. Um, they <laughs> cast all of the actors at a community theater. <laughs> uh, and they are chewing the scenery. Oh. Skip. Um, now, number 19, Manhunt. Is this this is not the first Troy. Troy was in season. I mean, Luxana was in first season, right? Yeah. Yeah. But but this is a, a Dixon Hill episode. Yeah, this is a this is a strong yes. Watch Manhunt. Yeah. Because Luxana Troy is always hilarious. Yeah. And it's and this is the first episode I think where she decides that um, Captain Picard is in love with her. Right. And that is a running gag throughout the whole show. Yeah, you can watch it, I guess. It's not gonna hurt you. Episode 20 is a hard yes, too. Yeah. Like, settle in and watch these two back-to-back. Right. Episode 20 is the emissary where Worf's former lover comes aboard the Enterprise. And she's awesome. Kalar. Yeah, she's totally badass. She's, like, so much better than Worf is. Like, Worf does not deserve her at all. She is DTF. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, and Worf is... Worf, you galoot. Just look love in the face when it comes to you. Yeah, he is a galoot. You know, here's the episode where you see... Because Worf is being framed as this big, tough guy. He's a big fighter. He's, you know, tough and yeah. whatever. And then in this episode, you realize, no, he's actually a giant nerd. Like, Worf has no social skills. He's a complete nerd. Yeah. He's like, boy, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, that's... Like, Worf and, and Jordy probably have had some, like... I won't say they've had some meaningful glances because neither of them can really, you know, access those feelings, but they've probably, like, given each other some meaningful eye stares, like, I, brother, I feel you, like that kind of thing. But I think Kalar kind of opens that up because then I think Worf tries to give some love advice to Wesley and Jordy <laughs> later on. Yeah, it's hard one. And then he, uh, later on, he, uh, he gets with Troy. Yeah, so Worf grows, but, like, here's where we meet, like, nerd Worf. Right. Like, Kalar makes him a man. Right. Um, yeah, watch that one. Uh, peak performance is number 21. Uh, the Ferengi try and interrupt a war game or something. Uh, they play that weird game where every, oh, yeah. all your fingers have little electrodes on them with the, uh, the guy. Um, uh, who cares? Oh, right. Yeah, nah. nah. Oh, and then... We're ending on a real, <laughs> we're ending in a real low note. Yikes! This is this is this is rough business, y'all. Episode twenty-two, yeah. Shades of Grey. Rough, rough business. It is in essence a clip show of the previous, I don't know, forty episodes they've done. <laughs> a little too soon to be doing a clip show, but it's not like a fun. Remember that time I boned all those planetary ladies? Nope. This is about the saddest times in Riker's life. Charlie, you and I should do a clip show of our, this podcast, and it would just be us being like, so what do you want to talk about this week? Like 40 yep. times, and it would be the equivalent yep. 
Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I could put in all the long pauses that I take out in post. <laughs> you, could, you could put in all my Whedon references that you quietly excise. <laughs> oh, I have a whole, I have a whole mess of them. Um, I had a secret, not a secret, but I had an FMK project off to the side because we played FMK a lot more than you guys have known. But <laughs> FMK, Charlie, Doctor Pulaski. A water bear, or um, this episode, Shades of Grey. Wow. Um, that's tough. I know. This is advanced level FMK. Um, so, water bear, Pulaski, in this episode? Yeah, in this episode. Boy, can I choose a self immolation? <laughs> I guess I would marry Pulaski. I would kill this episode and fuck a tardigrade. <laughs> I guess. I would kill the episode. I would marry the tardigrade because those are cute little rascals. Yeah. And I bet Pulaski knows a trick or two. I bet we could have a good time for an evening. Yeah. Totally fornicate Pulaski. 100%. Okay. Alright. Um, I'm gonna do it. Um, but we both agree this episode has to die. Yes, it's awful. Dying's bad enough, but to lose my sense of humor. Got it. Uh, so what have we learned this week, um, Charles? We learned that season two is not as bad as we might have portrayed it as. <laughs> we learned the other name for elephant balloons. Correct. Uh, we learned Pulaski is America's sweetheart they just don't know it yet yeah that's right America's um, crony sweetheart so there's more episodes in season 2 that you should watch than not yeah you know all in all this is a good show and I'm I'm yeah. glad we have a podcast about yeah, it yeah me too let's give the old listeners one more chance to weigh in nope nothing <laughs> nothing we're out here on our own guys keep your questions coming or start your questions coming in. <laughs> we really need some topics to talk about. <laughs> We're just going to keep talking about episodes. Maybe we'll write an episode and perform it. Maybe we'll write some fan fiction. We're going to be like um, when Beverly makes everybody act out um, a show. <laughs> that's right. That's going to be us. We're going to come to your door and be like, now you're going to play the part. Of the what of the water bear, who's secretly in love with Wesley. That's right. Um, so yeah, please uh, tweet us, email us, that whole thing. Um, we'll do more later. Question mark. Yes. No, we will. Exclamation point. Yeah. We're only on season two. We got like some more seasons. Yeah, we have at least five more episodes. <laughs> worth of material before we start going insane and getting really abstract with it. Uh, well, you guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you around the corn crib. <laughs> I just thought I would try a new, like, this could be my, like, you know, catchphrase or something. See you around the corn crib. I think that's going to catch on.
If we had merch, I think that would be on it. That would it would be great. Um. Bye, everybody. Bye. What can I do? You can get out of my hair. Aye, aye, doctor.